SAFM, leading the conversation. Thank you very much for staying with us. We continue our live broadcast out here in the Robben Island Museum. And I'm sure you're hearing all kinds of noises while we are in a museum. And people walk in, people walk out. There are um, tours happening here. So as you hear people murmur in the background there, it is just the life of the space where we are broadcasting from this afternoon. We were meant to be at the Robben Island. We couldn't get there. The wind is quite heavy here in Cape Town. But it is a really a beautiful day. You see, as, we, as I look out from where I'm sitting here, I'm sitting, in fact, on a bench that used to be a prison bench, and uh, yeah, it's sturdy. It's <laughs> as much as I can say about the bench, it's sturdy. But the walls around me are filled with the most incredible pictures of people who were, you know, prisoners of Robben Island. And many of them don't have names. I've asked, you know, but. Didn't these people have names? Weren't they ever documented? And some were here as uh, lepers. Uh, they had leprosy. Some were here for all kinds of other reasons. And no, some people didn't have names because the images and these uh, photographs were captured by journalists who were not given those names. So if you went through the records, you would find family members, but as the newspapers and journalists came to visit, they wouldn't necessarily be given details of these people, especially if they didn't deem them to be important. So it's a complex history as we, we're trying to map it out for you. We'll never cover over everything in two hours, but we are starting to give you a picture of, of what this island is all about. But the history that lies in this island, which we are attempting to date back to the 1400s, and we're slowly coming to present day. Now, I am sitting with somebody here who um, has a history in Robben Island, but was not a prisoner on Robben Island. And uh, she came to Robben Island as a very happy spouse, I think, of someone who worked on Robben Island, Karen Lloyd, former warder working with logistics. Were you the warder, Karen? Was your husband the warder? Uh, my husband, but I, I was also uh, a warder. Were you a warder as well? Yes, but only later years, uh, in 87. In 87? Yes. So when you accept a job to be a warder in 87, I'm just imagining what's happening in your head in 87. What were you doing before then? Um, I got married in ni- I got married in 80, um, 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, got my first child in eighty one, and the second child in in eighty six. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, sorry, eighty six. Yes, I'm listening. And uh, five years later, I started working. What eighty six? No, sorry. So I I started working in ninety. 91, not 87, 91. Wow. Okay. And and so, as I said, accepting a job at Robben Island, was that daunting? Was that prestigious? What was that What was that like? Uh, we were living on the island, so... Um, oh, I see. Yes. So I was on the island, and oh, I, I, was, see. I was a housewife. But your husband was working uh, already was, at the time? Yes. He How was long a skipper. Had he, he was a skipper. Okay. Yes. And, of so course, so then you decide to accept this job because you're already working on the island. Yes. There were schools as well on the island. We didn't talk about the schools on the island. Yeah, there's a primary school, uh, so sub A at the time, grade one till grade seven, and then the children would go to. And uh, obviously, the schools were also segregated Uh, on the island. Yeah. um, Yeah. 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 And yeah, and after that, they must go to uh, boarding school, high school. So what? 
What was your day like? I'm just trying to imagine a day in your life uh, when you were working on Robben Island. What what was it like? What what would you do? What were your job? You know your your, your duties. Okay, I, I worked at logistics. So um, we you get up in the morning, wake up the children. The children had to go to school um, uh, early, so then go to to work. And lunchtime you go to your house because it's just around the corner. And what do you what do you tell your children when you are in an environment like that, where you are surrounded by another type of a narrative so right across from where you are are prisoners prisoners that our government your government has told people are the most dangerous prisoners there are you know mm -hmm. they're banished to this place when you explain to your children what that is about what do you say look we never saw the ex-political or the political prisoners so it, it wasn't like I had to explain to them and, and and tell them about it. So we didn't really. There was never really talk about. No. What this place was about. Well, we all knew it was a prison, and um, yeah. No, no, what I'm saying is, to the children. Did Did you yeah. ever discuss that with with children? Because no. when you have to discuss with children, you have to explain and you know and yeah. and try and make sense of stuff. Did you ever have those conversations? I didn't, but I'm sure they did it at primary school. Yes. You know, because the school was on the island, so mm. obviously they would have. Yes discussed it there were you feeling what did you feel secure did you feel safe did it feel normal i mean i use that term very loosely mm. but did it feel normal to you yeah very safe very normal um there were common law prisoners also yes they even worked in the houses mm -hmm. as cleaners mm -hmm. uh, they walked free from from the prison to the house and back mm -hmm. um so that was the the common law prisoner that wasn't did you ever feel like it's it's end is coming we now know obviously you know that it became a museum and so on yeah did you ever feel like did you know that it's end is coming life as you knew it then was going to be different very yes. soon yes yeah i think we all knew this was coming it was a, it was a sad time because you know it was a, a small village and everyone knew each other and it was um, it was uh, you know like a big family mm. uh, we did everything together um, and for me it was a bit different because we knew we were going over to um, the Robin Island Museum because my husband was a skipper so so we were going to stay on but it was sad saying goodbye to everyone. And, I mean, the truth be told, it, there were privileges there for you, right? So, so it must have been, a, you know, for many people, an uncertain time, the yeah. transition. Yes. Uh, look, most people, was, they were transferred to another... It wasn't that, like they lost their jobs. Yeah. They were just transferred to another prison. Mm -hmm. So um, it was just sad because we were like a big family. Mm. I mean, what are your fondest memories there? I'm told about the Parlamoon being quite a, you know, quite a thing on the island. <laughs> yeah, I know, that was nice. Um, <laughs> I'm not so much a crayfish eater, yes. but the Parlamoon was, I loved that. Yeah. Uh, we used to um, actually just walk in and go and fetch it off the rocks, but it's not like that anymore. Yeah. 
and then we would make it that same day. You don't wait, you, you cut it up and you bake it, and that's fantastic. <laughs> Looking at life on Robben Island as we continue our live broadcast here on the Robben Island Museum, we, we're not quite at the island, but you get the sense, right? Uh, we are going into the journey of uh, taking us all the way from the 1400s to where we are today. And this is brought to us here by SAFM and Robben Island Museum as we continue our broadcast all the way until 3. <laughs> 